Welcome to When Ghosts Speak with Melissa and Mary Ann. Well, hello, everybody. We are back again because, Marianne, you have another fun holiday episode. Well, as long as Christmas is here, let's take advantage of it because you don't want to hear Christmas little things in July. Well, maybe that would be a good idea. It would be cool. No, let's just worry about Christmas right now. Christmas in July. Fun. Well, might be something we can do. You never know. I got a call from Simon. He was referred to me and I knew who when he said their name. So I knew he was on the up and up. He wasn't just somebody that, you know, heard me on a radio show. Simon said, I don't really know if I believe in what you do, but I'm desperate. I've tried everything and the problem is not going away. And I said, Simon, what exactly is your problem? He said, my wife died when my 13-year-old daughter was born. She died giving birth to her. And my daughter and I, Savannah, are very, very close. And I mean, she's a great kid. She has or had straight A's up to about six months ago, and she plays the piano. Well, she did play the piano, and she's very talented, but, and she always loved it, but she doesn't want to take lessons anymore after four years. And, you know, that's so different for her. When she turned 13, I expected, oh, I have a, a budding teenager here. She's going to want to hang out now with boys and do crazy things with her girlfriends and wear silly clothes. And I always have time for Savannah. I have my own real estate company and I have a few employees and actually my time is my own. I can come and go as I please. And But now that she's gotten older, I started to work just a little bit more. I figured, you know, she doesn't need dad hovering over the top of her all the time. I don't date, or at least not yet. And actually, Savannah has asked me why I don't date. And I told her when she's old enough to date, I'll start. And Simon laughed and he says, and I'm not going to let her date till she's 21. I laughed and I said, yeah, I says, my husband was going to put our girls in a convent when they turned 13. And he said, yeah, that was a good idea too. I said, yeah, pretty much. So I said, so I don't understand what's going on. He said, you know, when the homework stopped and she wanted to stop playing the piano, I thought, well, she's going through a phase, but I don't think so. I think it's more. She's changed her hair. She used to fuss with her hair for hours. Now she just washes it and pulls it back in a ponytail. Not a high cute ponytail, but at the base of her neck. And she always wore her jeans and her hoodies. And she has five different pairs of sneakers. 
She said she stopped wearing all of that stuff. She was putting on, she's wearing skirts and frumpy blouses and sweaters that are buttoned up the front that are too big for her. He said, if I'm walking behind her and I'm staring at her, she looks like an old lady walking in front of me. It doesn't even look like my daughter. He said, I don't understand why she's doing this. I said, is she still seeing her friends? He said, yeah. And she said, nobody's making fun of her at school. And I, I guess that must be true. She probably would tell me. He said, but I, I, I just don't understand why she's made such a, a 180 change like this. Now, while I'm talking to him, I did pick up the energy of an earthbound spirit. And I asked, he had asked her why she feels more comfortable, why she was wearing clothes like this. And the daughter said, Savannah said, I just feel more comfortable in these clothes. I don't feel right in jeans anymore. And I said, okay. And she said, but you know, she says, my girlfriend's uh, Nancy, that's her best friend. Uh, when she was there, she said, I guess her mom noticed that I've changed the way I look. And, you know, and I told Mrs. Gates, I was just fine. I just like dressing like this now. She said, Mrs. Gates did ask me why. And dad, you always ask me why. And I don't have an answer. I just feel better like this. And I don't want to do stuff like that anymore. Like the piano. And he, she says, and I don't really care about school so much anymore. Which is not what you want to hear from a 13-year-old. Believe me. So I said to him, tell me something. What happened six or eight months ago? Something had to happen to, to change it. Now, this is December. And he said, well, as soon as she gets out of school every year, we go on a really nice vacation. And he said, uh, three years ago, uh, we went to a working cattle ranch out west. And he said it was fun. We got to learn how to rope a cattle and ride horses and he said it, it was fun. And he says, and then last year we went to Hawaii. And that's what she wanted to do. He said, I'm in a position where luckily I can afford to do this stuff with her. He said, so I'm, you know, I was really good. And, he, and I says, well, what about six months ago? Where did you go? And he said, she wanted to go to Paris. I said, like, you're a Paris? He said, yeah. I said, why? I said, why does a 13-year-old want to go to Paris? And he said, well, my wife collected Limoges porcelain boxes. He says, they're little porcelain boxes that open up and they come, they're very colorful. He said, there's uh, animals on the top or houses or whatever. He says they're, they're really cute. And I thought to myself, 
Yes, because I can look over at my hutch right now and I can see about 10 of them. I think they're cute too. I have a little collection of them myself. And he said, when my wife, Sandy, was alive, like I said, she collected these little porcelain boxes. When Savannah turned 10, I gave her her mom's collection and she's loved them. And over the years, we've added to it. Well, she looked it up and she knew Limoges was made in Paris, in France. So she wanted to go to Paris to buy some little boxes. I said, and you went? He said, oh, yeah, we went. I said, hmm. now I'm thinking, gosh, that's a nice dad. So can he adopt me? And Yeah, I want to be his daughter now. Exactly. I want to go to New Zealand. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so he said she loves them. She added to the collection more than half the boxes that that she has are the Lamos, and she wanted more of them. So while we were there, she loved going into the little antique stores and she bought quite a few of them and she knows those boxes very well. And I was almost positive that she had bought some duplicates, but no, she was right. They were not duplicates. She knew exactly what she had at home and what she wanted. So there was a really cute antique store on one of the streets and there was a porcelain bunny Limoges box in the window and he, he was a little bunny that had like a little top hat on and she just really wanted that bunny but every time we went down that street the store was closed there was no sign on it when it's open no hours and there was somebody reading a newspaper on a chair at the next little store down. And his, Eng his English wasn't too good, but he said, ah, oh, she's an old lady. When she feels like coming in, she comes in. When she doesn't, she doesn't. And so Savannah was a little disappointed. We were going home in two days. And she said, can we keep trying? And, you know, Simon said, yeah, we'll keep trying till we leave. Well, the next morning after breakfast, they took a walk down that street and guess what? The store was opened. So they went in and Simon said that place was so cluttered. He couldn't believe how cluttered it was. And Savannah walked over to the window and moved something aside and grabbed the little bunny and was holding it. So the two of them walked up to the lady. The lady's English was pretty good. And, and I've noticed over the years that Americans are the ones that just seem to know one language. When you go to foreign countries, they're actually pretty good with English. And so Savannah handed the bunny to the old lady and the old lady said how much it was. And Simon said, yay, I raised my eyebrows. And I'm thinking, there's no way that this bunny's worth that much. She was asking like three times more than she should have been asking. And I looked at Savannah and, and she knew what I was thinking. But then she looked back at me with those 
wilting eyes, but I really wanted dad. And so he said, let me think about it. So she said to the old lady, do you have any more of the little boxes? And the lady said, yeah. She says, I have a very special set. And so she dug around and dug out this old box. And there was a chair. And she told Savannah to sit down. And she sat across from her. And she opened this box very carefully. And there was a set of six Christmas Limoges. Oh. Very cute. One was Mary, one was Joseph, one was the baby Jesus, one was a lamb, one was a manger. I mean, they were really cute. And Savannah said, Dad, Mom has that Easter collection like this, but she doesn't She doesn't have a Christmas collection. Can I have this? And Simon said, I just gritted my teeth, and I'm thinking, what is she going to charge me for these? I was going to say, that one's got to be through the roof. Exactly. And, and he's thinking, how far do I go to indulge the child? And so, but then the old woman perked up and she said, oh, I'm sorry. She says, these are not for sale. And Savannah said, why? And she said, they're very old. She says, I think they're over 100 years old. She said, and they're in perfect shape except for one of them. Now, keep in mind, these little emoji boxes open, and you can put a little trinket inside. And so she handed Savannah one of the boxes, and she said, you can open it. And she opened it, and she handed her the next one, and she opened it. She handed her five of them. They all open. She says, you can't try the manger because the manger doesn't open. This is the one that's broke. We can't open it. And we're afraid to use something to try to pry it open because they're, they're, they're dainty. They're, they're porcelain. You've got to be careful. And she said, so if it's not a totally good, complete set that there's nothing wrong with, I, I can't sell because this one doesn't work. And Savannah said, I don't care. I, I won't open it. I'll, I, I promise I won't open it. Can't I please have these? And she said, no. She says, I've had people look at this before. And Savannah said, can I try to open it? She said, other people have tried to open it. It won't open. And Savannah said, can I please try? I'm getting the sword and the stone feeling here on this little box. <laughs> sure enough, she, oh, she gave her the box and it was like nothing at all. Open that box in a heartbeat. Hmm. And her father, Simon, went, I thought, oh, great. <laughs> she had opened. And the lady said, you opened it. And Savannah said, yeah. And she opened it. She says, there's a little piece of paper in here. And she didn't look at the paper. She just handed it to the old lady. And the old lady started laughing. 
And then she got like a tear in her eye and she took out a Yankee and she dabbed her eye and she said, do you want to know what this little note says? And Savannah said, yes. She says, it says we. And Savannah said, doesn't that mean yes? And the old lady said, we. Does. So she looked at her dad. She says, Dad, this is supposed to be mine. I opened it. And the old lady just stared at her and looked at her father and looked back at Savannah. And she said, I think this does belong to you. It's for you. So Simon being Simon, he said, so how much is this cost? She said, no charge. Oh, wow. These are supposed to be for you. If you could open it, it must belong to you. So Savannah said, do you know anything about these? She says, I know that it was owned by a young woman and her parents had died. And she was put, she wasn't quite, she was like 17 and she had to go live with a relative. and. She brought a few possessions with her. One of them, the possessions that she brought, was this set of Limoges. But the relative that she lived with wouldn't let her have them. She was like a mean old stepmother. And one thing led to another. And for whatever reason, and who knows, 100 years ago, could have been a cold, the girl died. When the girl died, these people went to sell these Limoges, but the manger wouldn't open. And so the old lady got them that way because what good were they if they didn't all open? They couldn't get the price that they were worth. And so she said, this was my father's store and he had them. And I remember looking at them when I was young. And they're still here. She says, I've tried to open that box up many times over the years. And I couldn't open it. So, back to America, they came with all the Limoges. And a 17-year-old ghost girl. And there it is. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> And there we are. This wasn't just a cute little fun Christmas box story. No. <laughs> it was the whole enchilada, let me tell you. <laughs> I have to go get more coffee and popcorn, Marianne. <laughs> <laughs> so, and the girl was mortified the way Savannah dressed and how she did her hair. And this is not things that were 90 or 100 years ago. And here was a thing where this young girl, her name was Victoria. And Victoria actually was right in Savannah's face. She was like almost attached to Savannah. And that timing was right. And by the time she worked on Savannah, it took just about six months to get her to start changing over 
in getting her to do what she wanted to do. So when I went out, talked to Victoria, got all the information, and she desperately wanted to see her mother and father. And so she did absolutely positively cross over with no problems. And again, you never know what you're bringing into a house. And I thought the same thing when Savannah opened the box. I thought, oh, gosh, where's the sword? That's exactly what I thought. I'm thinking, oh, geez, oh, man. And I don't know. I know people follow people home from antique stores all the time. You know, that's one of the things that you have a problem if you buy used things or pick them up off the curb. You never know who you're going to bring home with you. But I just thought this was interesting that this was um, sort of pricey, a pricey lesson to, to say the least. And, you know, after that, Savannah absolutely wore a seed with her on a charm anytime she went to look for more boxes because she never wanted this to happen again. Believe it or not, it took her probably until January, no, probably closer to February before she started being back to normal. It took that long for her to get rid of all the residue and the, the energy from Victoria. I mean, she was at her normal state of being in dress and fashion. Exactly. Playing the piano again, being a 13 year old, almost 14 year old. And yeah, things went back to normal, but you know, when Savannah wasn't in the room, Simon said, gosh, she was so boring. She was so he, he said she could stand against the wall and blend in. You didn't even know Savannah was in a room. He said, and let's be honest, she's been a spoiled child her whole life. When she's in a room, everybody knew Savannah was here because you could hear her if nothing else. And then she just got so quiet and mousy. And that's exactly the way Victoria was. Now, did Victoria tell you why she allowed Savannah to be able to be the one to open that box? Because she was the only one she liked and that was closest to her age that tried to open the box. Okay. Because I was like, if she didn't like how she dressed or, you know, like what was, what was the deciding factor of like, oh, okay, I might as well. It was the age. And she said, I knew I could change her. And she yeah. didn't trust adults. Because they were mean to her after her parents died. She just didn't trust them. And so she was going to go this way. And she jumped at the fact to go see her mom and dad after all these years. And who knows? Gosh, I hate to think what that was reunion was like when she finally saw her mom and dad again. But, you know, it's... Again, same personalities that they have when they're alive, they're going to have when they're dead. And she just had enough after 90, 100 years. She was going to have her say and she was going to do it through Savannah. Hmm. Yeah, I, I kept thinking of like the uh, Disney movie with the sword and the stone and the um, like, oh, we already know where this one's going. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't it Excalibur. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. But <laughs> You've been then, chosen. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, here it is. And I was laughing to myself because I'm thinking to myself, I don't know if you ever watched any of the librarian shows, the 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 movies that were on TV. On sci-fi? Yes. Yeah. Right. And, I fall asleep. <laughs> okay. Well, they're, they're cute. And I think it's it's really cool because in that show, they always found really interesting things. And I thought these little boxes were pretty interesting. And, and it's funny, after I came home, after I did this house, we got the seats up, we got Victoria gone, everything went back to normal. And they showed up at an event maybe a year and a half later. She, she was fine. Everything was good. But I had to laugh to myself when I got home that day. I'm sitting in the in the dining room and I'm looking at my hutch and I thought, hmm. And I got up and I opened it up the hutch and I opened up every one of my little boxes to make sure that they all opened. It's like, I knew they did, but I'm thinking, oh, to make sure they open. So... Now, how um, how was she able to keep that manger box closed? I don't know what, I don't know if she was holding it shut, you know, with her finger and her, because the boxes aren't they very big. They're only, a, the biggest ones, maybe two inches tall. They're only about an inch. Well, there's some oval ones too, but they're they're tiny. And you know what? If she had enough energy, she could have held that closed because the old lady, and I'm sure her father said the same thing, be gentle when you try it, don't don't break it. So you're going to be real careful trying to open these things up. And if she was holding it, I, I'm sure that was it. Hmm. You know, when you said that, that there was something in there, um, I kept thinking because you know, I lived in Germany for three years being an army brat and always around the holiday time were these little bitty boxes that were made out of walnuts, like the, the walnut insides would be taken out and cleaned out and they would make these teeny tiny little spiders or bugs that would be up on a little bitty pin and the body would be secure, but the little legs or antenna would be loose. So those micro tremors from your hands that you don't necessarily see that your hand is shaking, but it would be enough to get those little, little legs to move. So I was, I kept picturing like these little bitty walnut boxes and the little like prank inside. Never uh, saw that. I'd love to see like that. Yeah. I'll have to ask um, Anya because um, she's originally from Germany and her family's over there and be like, Hey, the next time you're over there, can you look for a couple yeah yeah they're they're made out of walnut walnut husk you know the shell and they put little bitty hinges on them and uh, so they open and close and then there's like a tiny little it's usually a spider because the legs everybody freaks out yeah 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 but that's what's that's in there and they secure the body with a little bitty pin so it looks like it's floating in there and then the legs move from your the little micro Wow. And they're really cute, uh, but that's what I kept kind of thinking when when you were leading up to like there was something in there, and I'm like, oh, that's what I kept thinking of. Yeah, well, and you know, you figure it could have been a diamond. I mean, you know, it could have been something a ruby. Who knows? A piece of paper that says we. <laughs> okay. Like, where's the no? Where's the no paper? At, you know. <laughs> 
Exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, that that's a cute, fun little story, though. Um, other than the seventeen-year-old brat who followed her home, and yeah, yeah, but you know, it could have been worse. Trying you to know. ruin her social standing in high school. Right, right, right. And dad was at least observant enough to notice it, you know. So yeah, no, I. I and it was crazy because she showed me that the, the old lady gave her the piece of paper that said the we on it. And she showed it to me. It was the the printing on it was old world. And it was like on, um, do you remember onion skin paper? Mm-hmm. It was so, on that. so thin and sort of yellowy from age. And I'm thinking, wow, this is the real deal. This this is the real thing. I'm impressed that that little piece of paper survived. I know. It didn't start, you know, deteriorating away. Yeah. it did. Like I said, it was a little yellow and maybe it didn't have far to go, but it was still there for that. And that had to be written with an ink, with a pen head and ink. That wasn't because you could just tell from the thickness of the letters that it was hand dipped, you know, mm-hmm. it's only three words, three letters, but you could tell. And it was, I says, don't ever throw this out. She goes, oh, no, I would never throw that out. But yeah. That's one of those sweet endearing things that like years down the line, the grandkids, the great grandkids are going to be like, what is this? And why are we hanging on? You know, and once that story gets handed down with us. with it. That's exactly right. And And that's why you wonder sometimes when you go to, estate sales and you see everything that the children don't want which is like 99% of the house Mm -hmm. who's buying what kind of treasure out of there and there are some treasures believe me Mm -hmm. you just have to look it it I already know my son, like I'm, I'm just looking at the book mess. And I say that because I've got like five bookcases, you know, double jam packed because I love books and, and I already know Rune would be like, (laughs) you know, um, if he's smart, he would pay attention to the crystals that are in another place. Because some of these little ones, even though they're tiny, are expensive. they are. Um, so at some point I'll, I'll have to sit him down and be like, look, Right. These are the pieces you need to pay attention to later on. The rest of it, whatever. Um, Because he already said, I'm like, you're not going to take all of my Oogie Boogie collection. He's like, no. (laughs) 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 But uh, hopefully he he listens. That's funny. That's what I've been doing now with this packing. You know, you collection of stuff for years. So I'm I'm literally going through every box and every bin. And it's like, wow, I haven't seen this for 25 years. That can go to the garage sale. And, but there are stuff that is worth something. And I'm sort of putting that aside with a little note. Check this out before you throw it out. You know, this is like, who's ever going through my stuff? Check it out before you throw it out. Flip through all the pages, make sure all the things. Right. Um. But, but you know, a good, uh, good looking out for the dad who wasn't one of those parents was like, oh, good, she's calmed down or she's more acceptable to me. Right. But he realized like this is out of the norm. Right. You know, um, this is not her what's going on. And you wonder, being that he had to be mom and dad, if he just didn't end up with that little bit more of 
awareness that there was something going on with her. So, you know, and good for him for paying attention. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you everybody for joining us for our holiday episodes. You can catch us every Wednesday for another new podcast episode. Catch us live on Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, You can ask questions live about the podcast episode, um, the TV show Marianne was on. Are we allowed to say the name? Yes. Okay. Um, And ask questions about Earthbound Spirits and and other adventures that Marianne may have had in clearing ghosts out of house. She doesn't even know she had. (laughs) Right. The rest of us are impressed. (laughs) But uh, thanks for listening, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to When Ghosts Speak. Join us again soon. Goodbye.